and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Brothers with Voices. As usual, I'm, I'm joined by eight, nine, ten. Uh, as usual, I'm joined uh, by my brothers. I'm joined by Kuzi and Chris. How are you guys doing today? Should you say, oh, guys, how are you guys living? Good. Good, good. We'll say, Kiri. Yep, yep. Kiri, episodes, <laughs> Let's continue. We never ask you when you We care. We care. We should get these shares made up. How are you doing, brother, at the back? Did you guys see those yeah. shares? How are you doing, yeah, I like those teams, bro. Like, yeah, I'm good, bro. I'm good. Oh, you okay? No, I'm good. I'm good, guys. I cannot complain. I've had a decent um, weekend, weekend, and everything in between has been pretty cool. Um, gents, today I've got a really, really cool discussion that I want to have with you guys. Um, first of all, I want to tackle it in this in this manner. I want to talk about situations where you guys have been, uh, you know, as, as we're growing up as kids, we, we, we encounter a lot of different um, situations that, that traumatize us and that you know, put us in, in, in put us at guard um, in terms of, 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 of how we how we deal with different situations in life. So I want to ask you guys, the first question I want to ask is, what situations have haunted you in your past? Like, whether it's life-threatening or or not, but just situations that you close your eyes, you're like, oh, when I was a kid, I mean, when I finished, I'm waiting, that scarred me and that stuck with me till today. Um, I'll, start, I'll start with Chris. Um, let me see if I can think of a good example. The smart works. one. Yeah, the smart, the smart one, of course. One. It has to go with the smart kid. <laughs> the smart kid. Didn't the youngest, because I smart, so, you know, it has to be like that. Um, yeah, so basically for me, um, that thing still traumatizes me very much, like, ever since I was a little kid. So I think I was, like, nine, ten years old. Um, I started having this pain in my right knee, right? major pain was so painful constantly i went to the doctor one day and um the doctor was like dude he was like well he was telling my mom because like i was too young to understand anything but because anyways you'll understand what i'm trying to say so the doctor was like uh we think you might have bone cancer in your right knee right i'm like nine years old i didn't know what bone cancer is right so they were like no we need to do an immediate surgery right so I had a surgery done, did physio. Thankfully, it wasn't cancer. Thankfully, it wasn't bone cancer, right? Um, but ever since then, I've been very conscious about my knee, my right knee. Like, I barely wear shorts. Like, I don't know if I short is not to chikisa, because I'm going to because of physio. I don't know if I'm going to go so it curves inside. So every time I feel like a pain really weird, like particularly in my knee, that particular knee, because you know surgery is like, you know what I'm making words are constantly. Um, I'm always scared with the shit. Is it this again? Is it this, is it cancer again? Is it cancer again? It really scares the hell out of me. It, it's actually very traumatized. Really, almost every other time I get a pain in my knee, I'm like, yo, I'm gonna go to the doctor, just go get some painkillers or get this checked out. Because you find that the transition that I went through at that point is because even in high school, I think, Kudzi, if you remember during rugby, um, and then I became very heavily dependent on painkillers. So I was just taking painkillers randomly until, you know, I had to like get over it, grow up and stuff like that. But 
up to today, that is something that really, really traumatizes me. Just the mere fact of having bone cancer in my knee, oof, man, that creeps me out, man. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how would you say, like, how would you say you've dealt with it at this point? Or are you still in the process of dealing with, 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 the, with that situation? Uh, look, it's something that you can never prepare for, to be honest. Like, it's something you do every day. You're just thinking, oh, man, oh, man, what if it's this? So it's today the day. Like, doctor. So you sitting there, you're like, oh, shit, it's today the day where I mirror those those x-ray scans or whatever, those the results and all that. It really still scares me. But mostly how I deal with it, I'm like, you know what? I'm fine. I'm just being paranoid. Um, I always tell myself that I'm just being paranoid. I'm just being paranoid. But sometimes, you know, it. It, it does, you know, it does freak me out here and there. Yeah, I hear that. Yeah, all right. So, why are you, hey, so what do I with the big one? <laughs> That's quite heavy, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, cool. And, 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 and you could see what's, tell us about your story, bro. What really traumatized me as a kid. Um, Maybe because I've seen a friend of mine at Chikoka Gumbo. Gumbo, actually, Chikoka, Chikoka in half. And, Jesus. and yeah, like, I'm scared of that shit. Like, I'm scared. I'm really scared of that. Like, in the Rajona Chichika. And I don't know, the things that we fear the most maybe never happen. I've never been in a hospital. I've never, and Sanambo Chikoka Gumbo, and Sanambo Chikoka any part of my body. Um, I've never really been ill that I would go to the hospital, right? But I've always had the fear of that. The most traumatizing situation would probably be the passing of my dad. And that time, the only thing I knew as pain was probably Kuroa. You know, I don't have problems, Derek. But when you lose a parent and you're young, and you are a male child, the first male child, it's really traumatizing because, but you don't know it as, you know, traumatizing at that point because you're just a kid, right? You're just a kid and you, at that point, at the funeral, you're being told relatives are coming. I think I've mentioned this before. That's when you see relatives are coming and saying, hey, you're the oldest, even though you're nine or 10, you are the oldest. And what does go on to it and say, you now have to be strong for a partner People don't have anything else to tell you that time, Dara. And you're also young. They're also seeing Kuti, you're also young. So it doesn't traumatize you on the very day because, <clears throat> you know, it's just Namo. You know, Namo has got that thing of, you know, Rufu's got that thing of, you know, during the Namo, you end, you know, you end up, you know, learning how to cope with it because people are around you. And then when they just leave, end up punishing which voice church I'm doing, you know. You're just alone, and you know, now mom's mom's is also grieving at this point. Yours, she's also grieving, and I'm, I'm actually, I can't say I'm grieving. I don't know what I'm feeling at that point because So I guess that one moves with you as you grow in life, and it's it's just that you know you know traumatic experience that I will probably leave with, but. I've kind of learned how to, you know, focus on the things that it taught me, uh, you know, you know, you know, better than the, the 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 trauma itself. Although you live with it, you can't you can't say goodbye to it. You know, it'll always be there, for, like with you. That's 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 what I can say about it. Okay, all right. But well, thanks for that, gents. 
why okay so why i'm asking this question gents is because i'm coming from from an angle here um i want to ask the question about ptsd right so my question here is is if i can ask you guys what you guys think about it um i've been having a discussion um with um the doctor friend of mine who's gonna help us during this episode just to clear some things um uh, as we're going ahead but just from your layman um, perspective what what would you guys say you understand about what ptsd is i think it's 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 from the distant i think the definition post-traumatic stress uh, stress disorder or something like that right yeah exactly yeah um this this is something that develops after, you know, going through such a traumatic experience Mm -hmm. and um, it can be anything. It can be anything frightening to you uh, or something stressful or something like an accident, something like death, something like loss of a job, loss of loss of a loved one. Right. So these are the effects of like what happens after, you're, 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 you're like going through this trauma. Mm-hmm. I don't know, Chris. Okay. Yeah, Chris? Oh, man, uh, these first five minutes, I'm going to forget my feelings. Like, you're kind of reminding me of, of a lot of things that I've experienced in my, in my, in my young 29 years. It's, it's, oh, damn. Um, yeah. What I would say PTSD is, I think PTSD is not only, like, as could you say, it is an experience. Um, it, is, it is like living, reliving or fear of reliving an experience that you actually um, went through, right? Um, so it, it comes in, I believe it comes in various forms. Like it might have, for example, happened to you, Batsy, for example, but then it will, it could possibly and potentially affect me as well, right? So, mm-hmm. I mean, I know there are a lot of characteristics involved with um, PTSD. Um, you're looking at issues like anxiety, uh, loss of sleep, uh, panic attacks, um, night terrors. Um, you're looking at issues like maybe even Wangango Gara. So that, that mindset, you, you just fall into depression. You get so quiet. You don't get involved anymore. It leads also to like some symptoms can actually even be drugs, um, substance abuse, you know. So, I mean, I would say there are so many aspects behind PTSD. And I don't, I think maybe it's a good, it's a good thing that you actually brought it up today because I feel like it, it really ties around to mental health at the end of the day because um, mental strength is something that is very key. And uh, PTSD is something that really affects um, mental health in both male and females um, in any exactly. case. Even children, not, yeah. just me, not just men and, and women, but children actually experience that, you know. Yeah. I think before before um, I take it in further, let's just listen to um, to um, a snippet from um, from Doctor Mamuka, um, and she she can give us a bit more light on what exactly PTSD is um, and, and what it involves. Hi everyone, my name is Doctor Rukuzo Mamuka. I'm a psychiatry registrar with the University of Zimbabwe. I will talk to you about post-traumatic stress disorder or PTSD, as it is commonly known. This is a condition that affects all people from all walks of life, adults or children alike. It occurs when one experiences a traumatic event. Examples of traumatic events include being involved in a car accident, experiencing burns, be it from a fire or from hot water, 
experiencing physical or sexual abuse, or even bullying in some instances. It is not only okay when one experiences this trauma directly, but even witnessing it or learning that a close family member or your friend has been involved in such a traumatic event can actually put you at risk of having PTSD. When one experiences such traumatic events, they then start reliving the experience. This can come in the form of thoughts that feel like they're intrusive and they're actually distressing. They come back as memories or they can come back in the form of dreams or in the form of flashbacks. And this can also make the person feel very fearful and worrisome of the things that are around them. People who have PTSD also have avoidance of things that are related to the trauma that they've experienced. Or they will avoid getting into a car and will prefer to walk to many places as opposed to using any transportation if they've been involved in a car accident. And they will also avoid anything else that reminds them whether they are people or places, even conversations to do with anything related to that traumatic event. So anyone who has experienced any sexual abuse from the opposite sex might find that they do not want to be having conversations with men if it was a man who abused them or vice versa. See, so wow. you, you hear from, I, th- I think Chris, you, you, said, uh, you said a lot. I mean, you both said a lot of what, what, what the, doc, the good doctor said. So you're looking at a situation where it's, 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 it's something that affects us in, in our day-to-day life. It's not doubt. Okay, so I just wanted to ask you guys, before I get deeper into, into, into what the doc was saying, I was saying, in general, um, if you look at yourself, yourselves individually, let's say, you're just walking. What is your natural inclination? Are you either of you? Are you flight or fight? What's your what's your natural inclination at that point? Hmm. I think for me, naturally, because it's Ndakakura around dogs, I think my first thing is I'm not gonna run. Um, although, I, although because of adrenaline, of course, it's going to be either flight or, or, or fight, but I don't think I would run. I think I would actually just stand there and wait and see what, what it's going to do. Like, what yeah. you going to do to me? Like, I would, I'm not scared of dogs. I don't know. Maybe if you have another example, yeah. but I'm not scared of dogs. Maybe cats. Yeah, but okay, but... This was what you run from a cat. Never mind. That's a long, cat. long story. That's a long, <laughs> long story. But <laughs> what? Yeah, that's a long story. I don't know. Okay, but this is just a general example. Because I don't know what you think. What's your besides the dog thing? What's your natural inclination? Fight or flight? Uh, fight. Yeah. Fight. Because about we are we are dogo. Yeah, because nigga manyan chazo but go foot and see snap somebody could war on San Mira I'm gonna save energy, I'm gonna yes, turn or twitter say, you know. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yo, I won't like uh, y'all y'all are y'all are better people than me. I'm your drunk, bro. <laughs> I grew up with dogs, <laughs> I grew up with dogs and I know how vicious these niggas can be. It also depends, but I mean like a size I can do. If it's a big one, ah, uh, you won't see me. I'm but 
it's not bad. Why I'm asking this is like, okay, because um, I'm asking this because that's the natural inclination when it comes to um, facing your fears. And I think when you're dealing with PTSD, it's, it's you're facing something that has traumatized you from an earlier state. So it's almost like you're facing a fear, right? You, you have to deal with a fear that is a constant um, a reminder of something your fear of something, you know, so I, I'm not, I'm not an expert on this, you know, so I'm just using it as my understanding of it. Kuti, okay, well, you were, we're dealing with traumas that are linked to a certain fear that we have to then deal with eventually during life. So what I want to get at is, is do you ever think it's, 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 um, it's a good idea to, to get people to face their fears? instead of running away from their fears. As many kids, let's say, let's, I'll use myself as an example. I, I was deathly afraid of spiders when I was growing up. I don't know what it, what it was. I think time and we're young youngsters. I don't know if it was me who had a spider on his chest and ran out of the water and she a spider, or was it my brother? You see, this is how long ago it was. And it's, that that PTSD that we're talking about is either it happens to you or you see it happening to someone. But I don't know who it was. Blaza, I think Blaza not from India and got All I know is that in my mind, spider, but I don't know if it's me or it's my brother, and that's stuck in my brain. And first spiders all, for me are just scary. First of all, no grown person is not scared of spiders. If you're not scared of spiders, something is inhumanely <laughs> wrong with you. Period. And cats. And cats too, but go uh, on, we but. need to ask about this cat thing. Though. I don't even understand. It's going to be you afraid of a pussy cat, bro? Just, Come just on, say now. cat, just say cat. But, anyways, ask your question. Sorry, yeah, sorry, I cut you off. <laughs> Do you ever think it's a good idea to push someone to actually face their fears, regardless of what fear it is? Do you think it's, 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 it's a wise decision to push someone to face their fears? Okay, I'm going to keep this very brief. I'm going to keep this very, very brief because I don't believe it. I think it, it's circumstantial, right? Um, some some cases, yeah, go ahead. Let that person face their, their fears and uh, let them deal with it. Some cases don't. Like, for example, some cases also you can't even let that person live that fear. Like, for example, how are you going to let somebody experience death? Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? You can't, you can't let, let them do that, <laughs> that's, obviously. That's true. Right? I mean, <laughs> um, and then, of course, there are some instances whereby maybe your kid, right? But then you start introducing them to a puppy because maybe you've got a love for dogs. Mm-hmm. But then again, don't force your kids to love something you love, let them choose what they love, by the way. But in case maybe you want to have dogs around the house, maybe for the purposes of security um, around the house, you want your kids to be comfortable around the dog. So, you know, a couple of months, a couple of years, that kid would have faced that fear and would have dealt with it and won't be um, as scared. Um, off the dog. That is like sort of a way to deal with it. Um, not cats, but Kuzi, you can continue from, from there. <laughs> um, <laughs> I guess Zatara, Chris, if you do it that way, then 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 that's a good way. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fan of helping people face their fears because I like to do that all the time. Um, it's it's only through facing your fears can you only grow, right? 
um, and only outgrow those fears, uh, like at the end of the day, like Imbra or whatever. So I had a fear of dogs when I was young. Right now, if you go to my house, there are probably five dogs there. Because like what uh, Chris was saying, right? And then you end up loving dogs. That's why I didn't do mirror and go because those you can do no mirror no mirror. It's very rare. Unless you cannot do Kuchka. You know not Kuchka, but you know not Kuchka man. Who got Tari's embra so retails as well, apparently. Abana. Unless you cannot do a train, Dragato Radzons, right? You're going to battle him, Gapanaba Murumil. Attack. But then, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so 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 I mean it depends. It's like 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 facing your fears. So you help them face their fears by helping them And it so it just depends, like like it just depends. I I know this question goes deeper, but I, I don't wanna start, you know yeah. yeah. Wasn't yeah. yeah. doing but you can take your item, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah okay. So, of course, why I'm, why I'm asking about fears is because I, I think the different ways of um, coming back to PTSD, the different ways of of um, dealing with with um, with PTSD and dealing with with, with past traumas, you know. So, uh, why I'm asking about fears is that you know, you can find situations where people are. Uh, are triggered by certain things, they're triggered by, by, by certain situations. And you wonder to yourself, okay, no, should they face these situations more um, so that they can get out of that cycle? Like, so maybe it can't be in a situation where I have to talk to, to girls consistently so that I can be um, more comfortable talking to women. But at the same time, um, it could have an, a reverse effect and I could completely go into a shell because I'm so I'll just go back into my shell. You can put me in a room with, with 10 people I don't know and I'm just going to be cagey. So this is what I was asking today. Okay, so again, I asked the, the good doctor, okay, so how do how can you see the symptoms in, in, your, in your family and friends and how can you deal with um, with um, with someone who's showing my symptoms, a, a PTSD and this is what she had to say. People with PTSD also have negative emotions. They have excessive fear. They have excessive anger and guilt or shame. And they find a lot of things that usually interested them will no longer make them feel happy. And they start feeling like they, haven't, they can't be satisfied in life. They can't experience happiness or they can't experience love. Also importantly, is that you can be able to tell that your friend or your family member is experiencing PTSD symptoms by a change in behavior. They can suddenly start being very irritable in terms of the way they answer you or in terms of conversations, and they can start becoming very reckless or they are always on the edge any small little thing can startle them, be it a loud noise or someone shouting can actually startle them and distress them a lot. Sometimes you probably have to bring them back to reality because they always seem to be in a world of their own. They have poor concentration. 
and most importantly and almost always they also have sleep disturbances they struggle to fall asleep or stay asleep therefore they wake up in the middle of the night and they can't go back to sleep clinically if these above mentioned experiences happen for a duration of more than one month that is when we call it ptsd before that we'll call it acute stress disorder it is important to know that PTSD is treatable either with medications or with specific therapies that are particular for PTSD. And no one is immune to this condition. It affects both men and women alike. All right. So there you have it. So that, that's, that's generally what she, what she thinks about it. This is how you deal with, with when, when you see the symptoms of PTSD and your in your family or your friends, you see there's there's different ways. Obviously, there's there's the medication that goes with this. And PTSD, when you go out, she got next level because she, like she explained before PTSD, you know, she acute she acute uh, acute mental disorder. Exactly. You know, before you get to PTSD, there's there's acute mental disorder before you get to that. So you're looking at a situation where um, you can deal with it in in different ways medically, and then there's also the therapy part of things. And I think on this show, we've always been pushing whether you think you're okay or not. We really need to push each other to go for therapy, right? Can I both then there's nothing to worry about? You know? So why not just go for, for a quick actually, session just to see where your brain is, you know? I actually found a way like how you can do this. I know a lot of people fear uh, the cost of therapy, right? Yeah, yeah. So I was talking thing. to some friends of mine back in Zim, um, and they're saying that there's this place where you can actually go and get a free consultation, first of all, to determine mm-hmm. if you need therapy. Because but you don't actually need therapy. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if you can go see a, a person and say, look, this is my situation. Um, then they can actually give you a diagnosis. They can give you a diagnosis. You know, what type of what type of situation are you in? Do you actually need the therapy? But in most cases, yeah. if you feel like you need therapy, you probably need therapy, man. You probably, probably need therapy. A gentleman. Wouldn't you agree with me if I can tell you you are your greatest therapist? I would disagree. No, I would disagree. Let I me explain disagree. then. Let okay. me explain. Go. Mm-hmm. When you go to a therapist, what do they ask you? They'll ask you, you about feel? the situation, how do mm-hmm. you deal with it and stuff. We know ourselves better than anyone. Also you can even lie to yeah. a therapist, but you can't lie to yourself. Mm-hmm. The greatest thing, therapy is very important. Everyone needs therapy at some point in their lives. But I think the, great, the greatest therapy we need is to tell ourselves the truth, to be very truthful with ourselves. I need help and stuff, but tell yourself the truth. I need help. You're telling yourself the truth, right? Mm-hmm. But let's talk about telling yourself the truth from the onset, when the problem arises or when that particular thing arises or when that traumatic experience arises, accept it and tell yourself the truth that you're in this situation. The problem that we end up you know, looking for help is we live in denial and we want to act as if we're strong, but when we are supposed to really break down, we don't. I agree when we're with supposed you. to grieve, we don't. I agree with you, with you because it is very paramount to, I think it's crucial, very, very important, important even to accept. Important. 
and it, no stop it like it's important <laughs> for you to accept a situation right and say okay um I'm, I'm in this situation and accepting is one of the hardest things to do like that is like really hard it as much as we we're saying it is a great skill and it takes time to actually accept with it shit this just happened like for example you get into a car accident the shock the mere shock the accident at that like literal 10 15 seconds which would have accident in Momo is scary. And for you to just immediately accept that, those conditions were never usually forget the accident. Because no no man open a road with because your mind is, is is taking time to process. But in situations whereby it's 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 not as 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 immediate and hard hitting as, as as that, but maybe let's say it's a it's a, it's a mental issue that you're dealing with it takes time for you to actually accept that you have this problem. So you find that most people will always be in denial until they actually see a therapist or until a friend of them, a friend says, look, which is why um, the doctor really mentioned an issue about symptoms where it is very important to notice your, your friend's symptoms or your partner's symptoms. I think something is up. Not in that say in that way, but then relationship. So obviously you you would know how to communicate it. But as as, as wanna, long as we, Yeah. I wanna talk about that. So the thing is this people have a misconception of there's certain things that you have to do when you have stress, guys. I'll tell you because two months ago I was involved in a bad accident um, that completely my fault that I had to completely tell myself it's my fault and that's it. You know, the story ends there. And it comes to a point where you tell yourself the truth that you have messed up here and how do I correct it, right? And then it jumps from there to you correcting it. And then you correcting what you think you're correcting in there, like with the power that you might have and you're playing Superman, right? Yeah. You play Superman during an accident, but it's not the whole story is not, I said, you finished the paperwork, right? Or pizza, pizza, so you say you're out of trouble, but it comes back to you, right? Even though I accepted it, there are certain motions I had to go through after that. Like I didn't want to talk to anyone. I had support. You guys were there. My family was there, right? My family here in Canada was here. But I did not want to talk to anyone. The only thing I committed to was BWV. Guys, I can record with you on Saturdays, but I'm not okay, you know? But you don't want to talk to anyone. And at that point, you might find yourself actually drinking too much. And the most frustrating part, Chris, is I did not want anyone that did not feel what I was feeling that time. I did not want anyone to tell me anything because you know? So there's that motion where where you will see people doing things out of character sometimes. Um, It's very hard to really see it's very hard because that's maybe like an escape but for some people they like overdo it and then they abuse it they abuse it crazy but some people just want to hibernate i'm a person who likes to hibernate i chill i reflect i look at okay so this is i messed up here how best can i correct it i'm also thinking about okay you see there even with ptsd 
in a positive growth. It comes pregnant with a lot of negative emotions. But mm-hmm. after that, you start thinking about the clever ways of doing things, you know, the smarter ways of doing things, how to avoid certain things in life. But go through it. If you think you're going to drink and you think you're going to get through it with drinking and not affect yourself during the process, because let me just have a drink. That's different. Yeah, I get that. But I mean, you look at a situation where I completely agree with you, but I'm saying there's a, some situations where, which was actually going to bring me to my next question, Kriti. Do, yeah. do people actually know um, or are they aware or honest with themselves with regards to the impact of, of certain, first, certain situations that... Um, that have caused them to act in a certain way. So you're looking at, let's, let's take, for example, um, 2008, right? When Zim went, I mean, we, I think we were all in, in Zim back in 2008. When things just went sour. I'm looking at, uh, not, not primarily for us as, as children at that time, but I'm saying, look at our parents' generation. You know, what kind of level of stresses did they go through? Two million more, more account year savings. It was one of twenty five, you know. Wiped. But that's wiped clean, you know. Everything just from all your savings, everything you've worked for, everything gone. So I'm thinking, do are people? This is what I was coming to the question: Is are people actually aware of the impact of situations like back in two thousand eight? Situations like you know, so many different things economically and everything that's going on in Zim. I don't think people are fully aware. Are people aware of the impact of these events that are happening on a bigger scale, not just on a small scale or an, on an individual scale, but on a wider scale? Chris, what are you? Yes, no, I want to I wanna actually continue from what you're saying. Like, I totally get you, right? Yeah. I totally get you. And it's, that, that is a valuable lesson that we were supposed to learn in, uh, in 2008 uh, from our parents' experiences. And I think some of us actually, it affected us personally as well, even though it was a global thing. But as an individual, I remember, yeah. lunch, you know what I mean? Or cabbage, or something. Look, anyways, it was a hard time in 2008. We all know <laughs> this. Yeah, we all know this. It was a tough time in 2008. Yeah. In Andrew boarding school, I remember the, these days, it was really tough, right? But also, you tell yourself, okay, we're going to prepare. I'm going to, like, I feel like people now, they always want to try and prepare for those certain situations. But you never know when, it was, when it's going to happen. Like, for example, did we know that Corona was going to happen? No. Did we know that was anybody prepared to lose their job when Corona happened? No, you know. So, in as much as you want to accept and prepare for such big issues where you know your parents went through this, so you're like, okay, I never want to go through this. I never want to have my two million dollars wiped out, and I want to be prepared. But there are certain things like which is really global, and you literally have little to no say in it. Like, you can't be ready for this. But then, what you can do, I feel is just always be on the offensive, like in terms of be aggressive when it happens. Like, okay, like could you say, how am I going to deal with it? Am I going to drink? And how am I going to act after I drink? Am I going to start acting to find another job? Maybe in the Zingwabasa, am I going to start looking for another job? Because you've accepted with the So I think the first thing could you say was you have to accept and deal with it and process it your way, fair enough, but then learn to then be aggressive after that and try and fix that situation so that it actually won't affect you further than the damage it would have already caused. That's what I think. Okay. Okay. 
All right, that's 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 pretty cool. Um, thank you for that um, for that addition. It's bringing me to my next question on accountability. You look at a situation where um, here we're talking about a lot of traumas that are happening in Takura. Like Kuzio, your example was you're now grown. You're a, you're a grown man, right? You're in a situation where you can look at your situation and you can you can um, navigate through it, looking at at what has caused it. You know, you, you can you can internalize it and you can deal with it um, from that perspective because you now know yourself to a very large extent. Yeah. I want to go back to Machinda, when we spoke, when we were talking about gender-based violence, right? Um, you look at a situation where a lot of people are um, acting out on things that they experienced, maybe as young kids, or things that they saw. It was just about type vibes, you know? You know? So because of that trauma that you're witnessing as a child, you know, and I remember because um, you went into it, Kuti, they also need help, right? Now I'm talking about the accountability of things. Um, you're looking at these kids have experienced this trauma, right? And if, if you listen to what Doc was saying as well, she was saying Kuti, a lot of things um, that people are going through or the way they react towards um, certain situations based on their past experiences as well. So my question on that one is, to what extent can we attribute these past experiences to the behaviors of, of certain people as adults? Like these, these things that have been eating at us from when we were kids, it is PTSD. I've seen it happen, right? And to what extent can we attribute that to being uh, based on, on our past experiences? Or is this person just a douche? Yeah, everything comes from upbringing, guys. So how how I would probably deal in a situation kind of reflects, you know, my experience with life and stuff. Just like how if, I, if I'm probably going to have another accident, I know, first of all, I'm going to have to avoid it. But if it happens, I know the motions that are going to come with it. So I know exactly how to deal with it. Kanandaka Kurao... It just also depends, right? Like, well, let's let's talk about let's strictly talk about Mkomoneba Bridge. In my situation, Hongedem Mkomoneba Bridge, I got to go surrender in life. Then I got to go in the street to my drugs. Yeah, I got in the street to my drugs. I got to go you know, and you end up blaming other people, and then you start blaming other people for your own mistakes. And then after blaming other people, you get comfort for one or two months, and then you start seeing problem. That eats you up more. And imagine if you have just lived your life like that, of just blaming other people, blaming other people, blaming other people, blaming other people. Um, it just eats you over time. That's when you're no longer stable as a person. You're no longer stable. You can't be stable. You really can't be. If you can't tell yourself the truth, you can't be stable in life, bro. But in truth, I'm squeezed. I don't know what PTSD is. I don't know that this past trauma that truth I've yeah, I seen yeah, PTSD. PTSD yeah. was a, is an English word. It's, it's an English acronym. Okay. Do you think it's right? Right? Sometimes you might say. Yeah, in the Shaka Kura Chiziva, but Shaka Kura Chiziva, do you think we're right here? 
Hey, but continue Yeah, but then wait. Hold on, hold on, I think what Bati is trying to say is these are people Wakawanda as my examples, but these are people who can't differentiate, you know. I mean they can differentiate right from wrong, but in those certain mira, 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 terra, terra, in that particular circumstance, for example, Kutimkazano Roa. Because in his mind, it's right. So it's, it's totally fine. It's fine. You know what I mean? That's the example I think Batsi is trying to give. Yeah. They can't differentiate between the two. So they're not going to say, yeah, I'm accountable for this behavior. They're going to be saying, in any, the way, as you said, it comes from up, upbringing as well, right? I would say 90% of our behavior comes from the upbringing, right? Um, yeah. Not hundred, of course, because no one will escape that 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 hard yeah. those hard shells, right? So maybe let's say ninety percent. Um, but then of those ninety percent, varusara Do you think they will actually be accountable for their actions and say, "Look, I'm sorry, ndagaro amkazi," right? But they, or they will say, "Ah, I'm sorry, ndagaro amkazi, but ngatazagubika." That's how they will justify yeah. it. No, those are two different things. So I wouldn't say it's PTSD, but see, in my in my view, because for them they they experienced trauma through somebody else, right? But for them, they it did not really directly like impact them because my my my, my influences are wonder wonder secondary secondary trauma. Yeah, but secondary trauma is is, is um, also still can trauma. result okay. can result okay. in we're learning. We're it, learning. it really can yeah it can mm. it can result in, in PTSD either way. It's it's not necessarily just like what Doc said. It's not necessarily could you why just say what experience are you directly. But if you see it and you observe it, that secondary trauma can lead to PTSD as well. Fair enough. Okay, well so, but, but thank but you, but thank you for articulating to, what I was trying to say. If it leads to PTSD, well. my argument yeah. is this: if it leads to PTSD, then you're not going to do it. If you grow up stressed about your mom being beaten up because you were so stressed, because you're the only way. You can fight with this whole That means you are far away from No, that's different. It's a different thing. I know what How? 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 Right, so you're behavior. behavior. You're not gonna say it's okay, right? You're not gonna say it's okay, but you're gonna be like, oh, that's what we're on a foot. What is my headphones? I want to tell them you would And in your mind, it's like sort of like training your your mind in a way to just say to accept it. Right, it's not like saying good. Yeah. It's going to, it's it's going to like be in that in that in that manner you're trying to explain. But your mind is already training yourself with those people, right? It might not be okay. Yes, in the eyes of society, because for us, it's just in a very. Yeah, continue. Carry on, but. No, no, I was saying I agree with you in the sense that you are it's because you wanna say you see right, but because you've experienced it. So the, the, the point that I want to get to where, where you're looking at realizing the symptoms in someone else, you, where you need to not look at it from your point of view and your mindset because you didn't go through the trauma. So you don't know how it affected them or whether they saw it or they experienced it. You don't know how it affected them. So for you to 
you have to then see those behavioral changes that we're talking about and those actions. Because um, I was reading some, which is some of the, the, the actions that are linked to PTSD is violence or acting out or, you know, stuff like that. It's not that they want to do it, but it's their natural reaction towards um, a, certain, a certain trigger. Do you get what I'm saying? So in Dorba, I would okay, I've, I've noticed this triggers me, you know? So the behavior part of things is not that they want to do it, but it's just, it's, they're almost, because of that natural inclination of flight or, fly or fight, they're inclined to do something about it because of their past trauma. Continue with your episode. Now, <laughs> no, no, okay. Uh, so I'll tell you the story before we continue, just for a lighter for a lighter moment. I know we got a little bit intense and serious. I'll give you, let's just have a lighter moment. Do you guys mind? No, no, go for it. But don't kids. A light moment. So one day, my brother, my brother had cats. My brother and my mom really loved, really love cats, right? They, they enjoy the playfulness chasing around little kitten balls and those little things. I'd never liked cats. I find them very weird because <laughs> it's an animal that you're not doing and then it won't come to you. And they don't go cats are like, you're stupid. So this one time, um, I went to bed early. I actually went to bed drunk that night. I remember very, very, very well. So the next thing I can't breathe. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. So I open my eyes and I see this cat is sitting <clears throat> on my face. Do, need I say more? Do you want me to say more? I think let's move on. Yes. Now. No, keep going. I think that's cute, though. I think it's really cute. I, I couldn't breathe because it was trying to kill me. <laughs> it was trying to kill me. The cat was trying to kill me, bro. <laughs> oh, snap. Oh, my mind Anyways, let's let's go back to the episode. Let's go back. It's, <laughs> it's traumatizing for me when I see cats here. Oh, man. See, but that, see, that's a real fear, right? There. Maybe you should face your fear, Chris. Eh? What do you think? I will beat that cat and skin it alive. <laughs> Don't even play with me about that stuff, man. I won't even run away. I'll skin it alive. Anyways. Oh, man. Oh, man. Right, there's, an, there's another, um, what's it called? Uh, PTSD um, issue that I don't think it has affected us in Zimbabwe as much. But like Nyayama, um, natural disasters and hurricanes and floods and fires. Um, Doc was talking about burns, you know. Um, like, have you, ever, have you ever met someone who's been burnt or spoken to them or anything like that? With scars, yeah. Yeah, with scars. Have you ever met anyone, those, um, anyone with, with those yeah. scars? Yeah. yeah. I, I spoke to a friend of mine and he was telling me that like, sometimes when he really thinks about it, physically, you can almost feel like he's feel the, burning the... again. Like that's this is what, this is this is the, the point uh, I think Wams is talking about this one is that it's the point that I wanted to express in terms of the fact that we don't fully understand um, the effects of a, a traumatic event to someone's mind to that extent. Just seeing someone being beaten, maybe not even your mother in Bakuona like Munachiroa, that could it, we don't know how your mind reacts to that. 
you know so this is of course a direct trauma monoculture and of course that is direct but i'm just saying that is all in the mind bro like the things that your mind can create and you know push you to behave in a certain way are also really really deep that's that's the point that i wanted to drive across with that with that little, little statement there because that's true and, you know, and a similar one but it would be i had an accident about three minutes away from my house and the biggest fear when I had the accident was just to look at the scene. So this is how I just got over it, man. Mm. So I, I took a walk there first. And I just looked at the place, reimagined the situation. Because it was it was coming to my dreams. It was coming. It was just the anguish guy and that flash on. I'm like, let me just go yeah. there. I went there and I chilled there. Right now, I keep on driving. That's like a, it's like near a park near my house. I park, like I go and I drive there and I'm like, okay, cool. So it, it's now a thing for me. Yeah. I never get those flashbacks and that because I kind of, you know, I approached it and I said, I can't keep on. You know, I went there and I even prayed. It's just something that just happened there, you know. It's different, of yeah. course, when it comes to burns because, of course, when you look at it, if you haven't really, you know, like it's all in the mind, man. Especially, mm-hmm. it, it'll, and it's, you have a, like, you can see, there was, you can see. And when you look at it, of course, it's going to remind you. So it's something that, you know, I don't know how it needs you to kind of work it that way. I'll give you, I'll give you a personal, I'll give you a very personal from the story that I initially told you as well um, about the cancer. The, 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 Not the, the cancer one. Not the cat story, no, no, that's 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 another story. But then I still have a scar about this big. I don't know if you guys can see from, I don't know if you can measure from this big, from that side. It's about maybe 14 to 15 centimeters what? long. What like, is that big? The, the scar on my right leg, right? Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so imagine every day of my life, I see this scar every single day. Every yeah. time I feel a pain in my knee, I look at it, I'm like, damn, again. <laughs> I really do get that example. You know, a burn victim. I mean, obviously, I can't even compare that type of pain, but in any mentally, it affects me. But then I'm trying to think, you see that scar on your hand, and every time you feel like, like I think I. Like, I can't even, hey, man, look, I'm yeah. scared of, yeah. There's levels. Oof. Yeah, there's levels. There's levels this to that. So, mm, but the thing I loved about Kudzi, sorry, yeah. I want to with a digress. No, I, want, I wanted to and comment I, on what Kudzi said. I was digressing, but I wanted to comment on what Kudzi said. Kudzi, I think it's a talent that one has to develop, Kudzi. The one that you have, Kudzi, you can actually go and process and face things head on like a traumatic experience and you faced it head on and you're like, okay, I'm going to deal with it this way. And of course, people are different, but I feel like it's a powerful skill to be able to confront your fear. Wega, you know what I mean? Just wega. It's, it's not scary. Even like if it's, it's scary. Mm. I, of course, I got scared. And it's, it's, it's something that you develop because, you know, Chris, there's a term you just wake up and you're like, I have nothing to lose anyway. I have you guys. Yeah. So how am I really gonna move on? And I listen to a lot of biographies. The real thing, like the one thing that strengthens, like that, really uh, strengthens me the most is 
apart from reading the books that I read for self-help, like help, I read a lot of bios. I read a lot of bios of successful mm -hmm. people. And that's why I don't like people that, yeah. you know, show me the money that came yesterday and whatever. I like real bios of people that have gone down, up, down, up, down, up. Until they were those kind of people. But, you know, you can, you get to a point where you can go through stress and know it's stress and you can know how to deal with it. You go through that point, but you have to go through the stress and accept it and go through it. It's hard. Can I tell you that I've gotten over the accident right now? No. It's a day-to-day -day thing. It's a day-to-day -day thing. I have to constantly tell myself, okay, now I'm going to have to reward myself. I've gone through all these things, but I have to reward myself. It's a conscious thing you have to do. Right now, I have nothing. And then the biggest thing we do is we try to look at people and try to say, okay, I'm now in this situation. I've lost everything. What are people going to say? But if you remember quite well, I don't know what, like, which date you guys get paid, uh, whether on the 25th or end of, end of the month. I've never seen any relative of mine that have given me money or friend given me money that day. It all comes from the graft I put. So I have to make this guy happy first. If I make this guy happy first, then I'm going to be happy. You know, that's, that's just the whole, that's, that, that's what I've learned. And I try to do it every day. There are days where I've definitely wake up and I don't want to talk to you. Anyone. I don't want to take calls and I'm depressed, but the moment I just come out of my comfort zone and, and I do it, it just works like magic. Right. Of course you've got, you're going to every different, every situation is different to everyone. I have my, we all have problems guys. And you know this guy is probably right and but I've got my problems. If I'm to give you my problems, I don't think you'll be able to take them. No matter how much money you have or don't, you know, it just all comes back to us. It's susu. How do we take care of ourselves during that time? No matter and some of the things that strengthened me, you go through problems and someone is like, ah, this That's just tells you, yeah. Yeah. at different levels but it all comes back to us yeah yeah thanks for that because, because it's it's really getting to panic point and in terms of dealing with my triggers because when you're looking at a situation where you you've une, une, PTSD were diagnosed or issues are. And Doc was talking about the medical and the counseling part of things of dealing with it. But I also wanted to talk about the day-to-day -day dealings of um, how you should be taking care of yourself so you can deal with those triggers. Because you may be going through day-to-day -day, what's going on, then something triggers you. First of all, you need to realize that these are my triggers. When you figure out what your triggers are, how do you deal with them? What you can't you can't just expect um, expect 
your brain to be able to deal with things if you don't actively push yourself to say, okay, no, I've got this. If, 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 if I, I'm trying to look for an example of, of a trigger that I have that I have to, you know, work on. Um, you see a spider on the wall? Put, <laughs> freaking hell, don't even start with spiders on the wall. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, snap, I can't even talk about spiders. In the, don't make it that shit. But anyway, uh, I think what I'm trying to express is that for each, for each trigger that you have, you just have to find a way of, of dealing with it. And I've got six, um, six um, healthy coping mechanisms of, um, of dealing with your tricks. I just want to share with you guys, see if you, do, if you, if you agree with them, see if they can work, and also share with, with, with our guests as well. So um, the first thing I think is important is just having a solid support foundation. Um, you, you may not have one, you may have one, but I think it's also really important. It, it is just important to have one um, to find yourself in a position where you find people maybe if, if it's not your family maybe it's people who are this is why people go to aa meetings you know you find people who are in common who have facing common issues and that will be their support foundation their support structure so i think that's really really important if it's not your family it's not your friends find somewhere where you can be with like-minded or people who actually care who can be yeah. um, part of that support foundation secondly it's mindfulness and meditation techniques this is similar to what what you are talking about, Kutsi. This is where you, where you go and you meditate on your situation. You're very mindful and intentional about what has happened to you and you want to yeah. deal with it. That's the only way you can deal with it because if you're present and you're mindful with, with what has happened. So that is, and those medita meditation techniques, similar to what Kutsi does with walking at, at the scene. It's all meditation technique, you know, because you're internalizing Jaitika. You're like, Nwari, situation. So that's also a way of meditation, uh, a meditation technique, right? And then also being able to self self soothe. This I think can come in many different ways. You're talking about you know, You know, this is how you so, self soothe. So, yes. This is very individualistic. You you decide what works for you to self self soothe yourself, right? And then the fourth one, um, which is something that I personally um, think I'm learning how to do as well is journaling. Um, this is, there's some people who are very visual in the way they do things. So in, in personally, if you tell me something over and over again, but if I write it down, let's believe I'm not gonna forget, you know? So journaling is also another way that you can, you can um, put your feelings out there so that you can deal with them. Because if you see something, You'll be like, okay, fine. Ah, but last week in Dagati, you didn't stress e. Have I been ignoring it? Have I dealt with it? So you're accountable to yourself by seeing it. Uh, the fifth one is similar to, to, to mindfulness and meditation, but it's, it's, it's a different one. It's, it's close to journaling as well. It's relaxation and yoga. But the, the essence of it is, is just relaxing yourself so that you can actually be in the proper state of mind to deal with the situation. Right, that one's pretty straightforward. Mm -hmm. And the last one, again, similar to the last to, to the previous one, is deep breath techniques. You know, um, there's this um, app that I downloaded. Um, self, something like self. I downloaded it um, probably about two years ago um, when I was working at this other joint, right? And I just needed a time where I would sit and just breathe. And it would be timing my breathing. You know, so that I can just calm myself down. Because falling in anxiety, 
immediately. So I need to just cut 10 minutes. I'll literally be sitting in my office. I'll switch on this app and we'll start ticking, right? Just constantly. And I'll just be sitting there like Batsy breathe. It's like that app here, it's time to drink water. You know, I'll use it in the same way. This is time for me to just block out everything that's happening right now. I'm stressed, but I just need to breathe. Otherwise I'll crash, you know? So those are the six things I thought would be, I think we can, we can post them, we can post them later on, on on our Facebook page so that maybe they can help um, someone out there, but just so that you know how to deal with some of these um, issues in life, you know, so that you can be mindful and you'll be able to deal with them further on, just despite the the, the, the medication and the, the counseling at all on Dr. Mamuka. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I know what you guys think the, about those ones. Yeah, man. It's, 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 it's especially when it comes to I like to talk about the things that are happening right now with people and stuff, you know, how we can help each other. We have, even us as friends, we have lost a lot of people right now. Um, due to car accidents, Tati just passed on two months ago due to car accidents. Um, a Zim socialite just passed on about a few, like a weeks ago, like a week ago due to an accident. A lot of people every day are doing that. But what are we as Zimbabweans seeing as a lesson from that? Because, you know, we can also suffer PTSD from things that are not even happening to us. Yeah. Some of these people lived through us, you know, through, they lived in our lives through social media. And we used to see them every day. Some of them were like our friends. But when these things happen, what are we doing as people? start talking about a b c and d what is the most important thing in zim there's a lot of drinking and driving happening right now no one really talks about it people want to talk about other things that are hidden that are just dirty and things that they don't know that don't that things that don't even involve them but things that you would think could teach what really can i take from this that can help me in future maybe what did i learn as a person what did I learn from this situation? I wish Zimbabweans could just get to that point of realization. How best can we learn something from this? That's our own PTSD uh, lesson we need to learn as a country. You know, that's just all I had to say. I know it was a sideline, but I had to say it. I also wanna. <laughs> I also want to add one. <laughs> I also want to add one very important thing. I mean, one thing a lot of people don't know. I think we, I've mentioned it in season one. Is because you don't believe most of these things you see on social media, guys. <laughs> people are living fake lives because of social media as well. Yeah. And one does stress you know, you know, run your own race. Like don't look at other people's successes or failures or social media life and think within the I see you've got your own path to lead, you've got your own life to live. Right. So I would definitely say like issues to do it. Yeah. So I mean, like honestly, like I, I really strongly and advocate like don't go away from brothers with voices because this is educational. But I strongly advocate <laughs> for an ingredient for like detoxing from social media. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, whatever the case may be. I mean, 
I know a lot of people want to read news on social media, but that's probably fake. And I'm not like a news channel and I'm sorry, I'm waiting. Don't waiting up and I'm not gonna name the pages because <laughs> for branding issues, we can't name pages. <laughs> we cannot. <laughs> my point is, my point is, don't always believe what you see on social media. Some stories are true, some stories are lies. Some lifestyles that you see people living on social media, they're being sponsored by companies for them to live. Because they the influential marketing. And they have a brand ambassador, because of him. But after six months, I don't know if you have a In fact, that was a partner. But because one You know what I mean? So at the end, I'm of waiting the day, for that person to come to us here. But my point is, is, is always remember that behind the pictures that you see, behind the video clips that you're going to see on social media, that stuff can cause a lot of stress for you because you're thinking, oh shit, I'm 29 and I haven't achieved this. Look at this 20, 20, 24 year old. Look at this 25 year old. They've achieved this. They've achieved that. Don't let that stress you out. Don't let it stress you out. I know it's not PTSD related yeah. per se, but and this, this you know, is, yeah. mental anxiety, it stress, it it it's a day, it's a day because that person is influential but again yeah. i'm not saying i didn't say any yeah, names i'm just saying things that i see out here <laughs> things we see out here things we see you know you know what i mean you know it's a learning it's a learning experience, a right learning experience we're just learning so. we're just learning. We're also learning guys we're also learning through this yeah. research thing I, you know that mm. I think that's it, it ties into how I wanted to conclude today's episode in the sense that I mean just just um chatting with um Dr. Dr. Mamuka has been has been dope. Just she gave me a lot of insight and a lot of things, you know, to, to prepare for this episode as well. Um so so shout out to Dr. Rukuzo Mamuka Tsungushi. You can we're gonna put her socials around and also um Venus Medical and Dental Surgery. Um, is is an is an Avondale there, and we're gonna put their details as well, so that th- these are places they, they don't just want. When you're talking about your your health, it's not just your your medical, it's not just your dental, but they also deal with your mental health as well. They, that's where that's where you can find Dr. Mamuka, and you can get all the help that you re- require as well. So we're putting her socials on on the page as well, so that you can you like we're saying, you don't need to be sick to look for help. Just yes, you can lie to yourself, but go lie to yourself while you're lying to a therapist and see if they can't help you as well. You know, to have, like, look for that help as well. What's, if, if you're fine and you're not lying to yourself, then it's not going to hurt, right? So look them up. Um, we're going to put the details here and, and then you can, you can look them up on, on their socials as well. So I think, gents, um, for me, um, I'm going to throw it to Chris one last time so you can do this thing. And guys, yeah, you to be. You know to cheat, Chris, I kindly request uh, that you ladies and gentlemen uh, kindly share the YouTube page to your friends and followers and family, um, your boyfriends and wives and Kanawi in a small house, Karawawa Pao, because the views are actually very important for us because we're very young at Namari to not raise all my PW. Because <laughs> 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 
mukoyo mukona mukono ku youtube my views and it as i know where there and also just remember we're not doing this just for the fun or we just like talking or because we're very talkative people but it's also because we are also we're also learning from you guys and we're also trying to educate with the little bit that we know from our personal experiences so definitely um go and follow our youtube page subscribe i mean subscribe 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 and um kudzi i'll pass it on to you brother right <laughs> Well, ladies and gentlemen, we try to make these uh, difficult questions very light. And it's just trying to help each other because there's a lot of negativity right now in our country as a whole. And we just want to help each other. We just want to help each other, you know, go through stuff because... If we don't do that, who's going to do it, right? It's 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 uh, we don't have a platform like this in Zim. This is the this is the first platform in Zim, you know, advocating for mental health in men. Just solely doing that, but mental health as a whole, right? Um, I think Mukango Tipo favor for those that are watching right now. Tag a friend. Tag yeah. a friend right now in my comment section. Just tag one friend. Tag a friend. If you think what we were talking about is really useful, tag a friend. If you think it was bullshit, tag a friend. See you okay. guys next week. Cheers, cheers. Peace out, guys. <laughs> so you can laugh at us as well. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, guys. And as the buttons be out. <laughs>